folks. Welcome to an episode of The Art Tenders with uh, Mac and Dan. I am Dan. He is Mac. Howdy. So, listen, a, a few things on the docket really fast. Now, we were going to record this episode, Mac, a little bit earlier. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, we both chose, and when I say uh, we both chose, that means I um, sort of was like, hey, and then you were like, hey, that's cool too. Let's both do that. And so we I, both, I fully support it. You can throw me under the bus as well. Uh, we went and saw a Dallas Mavericks Miami Heat game. Yeah, yeah, um, which uh, I don't regret our decision at all. However, well, he doesn't I, regret it because the Heat won. The Heat won, and I know we're sort of like dating this podcast a little bit, but I just like I don't know. I want to get it out there that this should have been <laughs> done sooner than it, it is well, now. It's also it's been delayed by a whole last week. That right? It's, it's also that um, we had to be very specific about our timing for this viewing experience because it was something that we had to view in theaters. Yes. So, um, so we both very clearly saw it about a week ago. And uh, even, I think like a week and a half ago for me, I think nearly two weeks. Eight days ago. Yes. And what we were discussing and, and also giving that context, it does uh, sort of inflect into what we're about to say because now we're a little bit more detached from our initial viewing experience. So what we're discussing. I'm pretty attached. <laughs> What we're discussing today is a movie called Lamb. It is oh. uh, produced by A24. It's one of those A24 films. It is a film one set... One of those. I can't agree more. Uh, it's a film set in Iceland. It is uh, starring uh, Numi Rapace. And I uh, just want to say that this is when we uh, really butcher uh, everybody's names. I mean, um, the whole movie, is, this whole podcast is going uh, to be us butchering And names. also starring uh, Hilmir Snyder Gunsan and Bjorn Linner Haraldsson. And I think it's uh, directed by <laughs> Valdemar Johansson. That, th- those are my uh, stabs into the dark. Also directed by uh, we'll Johansson. Say Johansson. Yeah. S- we'll say Johansson for, for yeah. the most of the podcast. Our buddy Joe. You know? Yes, 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 Joe. Um, this is a movie about a couple, a couple, excuse me, who lives on a farm, and they are helping at one point. Uh, give, uh, allow, assisting. Wow, I'm butchering this. Their sheep to give birth, uh-huh. and uh, one and of it's these, graphic. Yeah. Like I, I'm pretty sure there's no other way. I'm, th- we watched a live sheep birth. You know, I have no idea. If you can actually hop on this. Yeah, of course. Of course, uh, course. And I'll, and I'll I don't think there's another way they could have done that. For you? Yeah. Uh, let me know if you find anything. But, um, so a big thing that Was happens in this that film. a live sheep birth? <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Um, they're helping some of their sheep give birth. And one of them produces a child, which is seemingly like a sheep head <gasps> and sorry. one sheep arm. And then the rest is human. And so they decide to caretake for this child. And that's essentially the, you know, the movie. And at one point, um, uh, Ingvar, who is the, the husband of this couple, um, to uh, Numi Rapace's Maria, uh, his brother comes along, Peter. And uh, yeah, just things sort of happen. Uh, I mean, so Mac, uh, did you find anything on Yeah, no, no. I found, I found a pretty funny title for an article uh it's from polygon.com the, the title is live sheep births were a top priority for lamb director and then the subtitle is with only 10 pregnant sheep left the crew had to hustle so and, and that's cool to hear that's cool to hear that johansson had a very deep priority into the sort of visual style into this film and i think it definitely showed and clearly he did not care about the overall storytelling um Ooh, that this uh, no. film had yeah, so the cinematographer lo- did just as much work as the director which should not be the case yes uh so let i mean let's let's get on the positives really yeah, fast yeah. um and i also want to mention that this is the uh, highest gro- grossing Icelandic film of all time. And I challenge you, viewer and or listener, to think of another Icelandic film. And probably, and for us Americans, I, I, I can't think of another one. I don't one. think so. so I, don't, I don't know if I can. And so I commend the sort of like filmmaking for it to be set in Iceland and be so profoundly Icelandic and sort of be its own little folktale, right? Yeah, nope, nope, can't um, think of one. And so I do appreciate the movie for that and like being set... Uh, where not a lot of films and stories are just generally set. And so it, it provides a sort of different uh, texture uh, to everything um, that is the storytelling of this film. And But I think the cinematography is very well done. 
I think uh, there are moments, particularly in the first chapter of this film, where it's like storytelling and emotion is done through the animals. Yeah. Just like as if the animals are truly their own characters, yeah. right? And they're not like, we're not talking like Homeward Bound sort of stuff where like the animals Homeward are Homeward Bound. Oh my God. But what we Danny. have what we have here is that like there may oh. be a shot on a on the cats like looking at Ada, who is the sheep child. Yeah. And like it's just that that shot where it's just like storytelling is being conveyed there. Or like the sheep looking around at any sort of noise or trying to escape their pens when the uh, big bad uh uh you know sheep monster uh approaches. Uh spoiler I guess. And um but but it's like the storytelling through the animals was probably the most impressive part when it came to the overall storytelling of this film like allowing the sort of animals to be to embody their own sort of characters as opposed to like props or set pieces um which i think was very very impressive that the film did well one of the things that i'm assuming this is clear tell me if this is a wrong assumption to make okay that the ram man which is what the the filmmakers call it ran the the ran, uh, he the sheep monster. Yeah. Um, he assumedly like all the shots that you saw early on in the film of the sheep freaking out in the middle of the night was mm-hmm. because the ram man was coming into the bin and having sex with the sh- with a sheep, right? Yeah, or like one, or at least like, one. Yeah. yeah there's, there's, there's no not... other way to for the baby to have been born. Right? And there's not really much of an explanation to it, which I'm sort of fine with. Like I'm. I'm I'm, I am permitting this movie to have some sort of uh, mystery to it, I guess, in some yeah. regard as to what exactly this Ram Man is, but whatever. Yeah, as you were saying. Yeah, th- but I, I, I will say this about the movie's cinematography and overall storytelling that I think what made it so frustrating, such a frustrating movie, oh, here we go. Yes. is that uh, because the cinematography was gorgeous. In terms of the actual beauty and symmetry and and story in each individual yeah. shot it was extremely impressive which i was i think yeah. is why it's so highly revered especially at, at film festivals yeah. artistic film festivals and, and like even something as simple as like the lighting and the color and just like it feels cold like yeah i mean at least for me in my experience when i was sitting in the movie theater like i felt that much more cold i agree yeah purely from how this film was shot and the lighting and the color it was it was as if you were transplanted into that setting, which I thought was very, very impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that. There's also uh, a bit of it that's the cinematography. Or, okay, actually, the each individual shot of the movie, there's really, in my mind, you can separate two different types of shots. There yeah. are shots where you have to interpret what the story of the shot is, what what the shot means, right? And then there are shots that are extremely clear storytelling moments. That they're telling you exactly what's happening in the story. And most of the time, like 90% of the movie is storytelling shots, and then 10% is whatever you want to take from it, right? Like if we're looking at like the average American film, like fucking Fast and Furious or whatever's, or like Marvel, like whatever's in the box office right now. Sure. Most of it is storytelling. Very little of it is an interpretation. Yeah. This movie's a good 50-50, if not even more interpretive shots. Probably probably one of the most jarring shots of that example that you noted was there is just this moment where Ingvar is just looking at Ada and then all of a sudden, like it looks like a flashback or a flash forward, but it's neither of those things. It's just Infar running through this like marsh. He trips, he falls, he gets back up, he keeps running, he keeps running, and then he just stands there and yells Ada. And then it's and then it just zooms back to Infar looking at right. Ada. It's like a vision. Makes no fucking sense. Yeah, and if if you're able to make something of it, congrats to you. Yeah, but that's that's the best they can yeah. get. And, and I like to and in this film's defense, which is uh, in my personal opinion, there's not much of. Uh, oh, th- that but true. that is the most egregious example. Yeah, where it was just like that felt so disjointed from the rest of the storytelling of this film that um it just felt like that place for that moment wasn't necessarily warranted nor earned. Right. I mean, it, it it would be as if 
imagine you're watching a very artistic movie, right? And it could be about anything. And there's just a shot of a barn with like a bunch of wood in the foreground, right? And you're just staring at this barn for like, I'm not actually minutes, but like, you know, it, let, let's say you're staring at this barn for a good 10 seconds. And on the 11th second, a piece of wood in the foreground just tips over and falls down. And then the shot moves on. And you're like, okay, why the fuck did I stare at that for 10 seconds? If you're able to figure out why that wood falling down was important, which objectively, that can't mean anything to the story. There's, you know what I mean? Like, but if like you're able to assign meaning to it, then congrats, congrats. But I feel like that, that, hold on. But like that example, I feel fits more thematically than the shot that I described from the movie. Well, because <laughs> I just, I'm still actively thinking about that shot, and I'm just like, that shot made, like, that moment, that little snippet of a scene made no particular sense. Yeah, no matter how much, <laughs> since you try to prescribe it, yes. it doesn't. Yeah, and, the, and, like, also, like, I think what is both to the film's benefit and absolute detriment is how much is not said. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, I don't well, think... Well, they never actually say anything. I mean, a, a big, 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 big part of the movie is Pieter and uh, Maria's affair. Yeah. That, that just starts happening. To. Well, from... Hold on. From my understanding, they've had this affair before. No, you're right, right. But, but I'm saying that, like, you just started witnessing it as the audience. There sure. was no, like, ease into it. It's just like the the husband leaves the room, Pieter starts flirting with Maria. Buddy, I am fine with that. I am fine with that. That's just given circumstances yeah. for the character. I am fine with that. And I am also fine with them never explicitly saying, hey, we've lost a child and or children. Yeah. You know, hence why there was already a crib that was made. Yeah. Hence why Maria is at this small graveyard. Like, the, yeah. this is... This is like I am fine with all of this. What I am not fine dialogue wise is okay, so we're just never going to acknowledge how fucking weird it is yeah. that there is a sheep man that was just a sheep girl, I guess, that was just birthed from the sheep. We're never gonna discuss yeah. like what is actually happening right here. We're just gonna accept it and then the only time a character's like, what the hell is going on is halfway through the movie. Like yeah. I'm willing to suspend my disbelief, right, where a sheep girl is born. I'm willing to suspend my disbelief. I'm willing to suspend my disbelief that there is a ram man that's this weird beast thing that impregnates said sheep. I am fine with that. What I am not fine with all of a sudden is that when you base this story sort of like in reality and then you have these people who we want to believe as people who are actually going through the situation and then to have them react as unnatural as possible yeah there's there's just no semblance of sort of because well i think what would have made it more interesting to me is like you have this unreal situation that's blended into reality mm -hmm. but it was this unsituation that unreal situation that once it entered then reality just didn't exist anymore and then everything just became unreal as opposed to being blended into reality at least in terms of maria and ingvar right the movie actually gets interesting when Peter is yeah. in the room. Yeah. That's when like actual conflict happens. Right. Because for the first 30, 45 minutes of this film, there is no con. Well, okay, excuse me. There is conflict. The conflict is strictly between Maria and Ingvar and their sort of like very, very stale sort of relationship. But there is no active conflict, right? Yeah, that no. is like going on, right? That what changes that situation was Ada being bored. But they were not actively working at, for, against, with the conflict with each other. What that felt like more was just a given circumstance as opposed to like an actual conflict that they're actively dealing with. Yeah. Instead, what we saw for 30 minutes um, was them just sort of doing their duties, which is fine. And I'm fine flow for a slow cooking character drama i'm fine for a boyhood i'm fine for a when marnie was there i'm fine for a spirited away yeah i'm fine for these films that take its time for its characters 
What I'm not fine for is a film that takes its time, but then there is no character. Yeah. I, I, I know I just injected so many takes into yeah, there, so like, wherever you want to puncture even, it from. I'm just going to try and just pick up from just Just pick up off. wherever the hell you want to pick up. I'm sure we'll <laughs> no, wrap around to anything, I'm but sure. I just... Um, I with a, like a Rolodex. I was just rolling through <laughs> multiple takes that I had. It was just all built up for weeks. Sure, sure, sure. The uh, the the big thing for me with the character stuff, it bothered, and lots of movies bother me in this way. That there is clearly a most interesting and wild part of this movie. Yes. What would that be, Danny? What what would be the most shocking and insane part of this movie if you were to look at just the arc, the story? It's either one of two things. The lamb child was born or the ram man comes out of nowhere and right. shoots Ingvar in the neck. That's exactly fucking right, Danny. There's no getting away from the fact that every person on God's green earth will look at this movie and be like, I'm sorry, what the fuck just happened? To either them seeing the half human, half lamb body or the ram man, right? Yeah. yeah. It bothers me that this movie, because it's like in its indie glory where it's like, oh, but I want to feel things, is so obsessed with this relationship between these two people. Because I do think that the relationship between the, the husband and wife could be interesting. I agree. But I stop giving a fuck Yeah. when there's clearly something that needs to be addressed right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you it's, mean. Th that's what bothers me. Like... I understand what you mean in terms of the 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 pacing and the attention, but for me, it's more like there's clearly something more interesting. Yes. So why should I give a fuck about these people? Yes, because I want to know more about this. It you was know? also it seemed like to me that uh, our buddy Joe, our buddy Johansson, <laughs> had the idea, yeah. and, and, and maybe some other people too. I don't know how this how the script was workshopped. Um, had the idea, okay, so what if there's a, a lamb girl that was born at the beginning, then at the very end, the father, that's a ram man, kills the act, like the, the adoptive quote-unquote father. Shit, I have to put something in between that. Yeah, what yeah, am I going to yeah, do? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Well, also, I, th I think a lot of the, what comes into play is that they're thinking to themselves, okay, this is really cool, these two things, yeah. but I don't want to follow that character. Yes, conceptually, if we just looked at the concept of this movie, uh -huh. this movie is brilliant. It's great. There's it's so fun. many it's nice. missed it's cool. opportunities. Yeah. I thought that the that the first moment, like the real inciting incident was the fact that a half lamb half like a human baby was born. Yes. But you don't even know that the baby is half human half lamb yes. until like way later. You know what I mean? And so let's enter a conversation, Mac. This is going to be an interesting conversation. And the question is, what is the duty of trailers? So, Mac. Oh, true. This was a fucked trailer. This was dumb. So, because it got us to see it. Yes. So that's the best part about that trailer. That's it. That though. trailer had us buy the tickets yeah. to this film. How true. much, you know, how much revenue they got from our ticket? God knows. I paid $2 for my ticket. I paid more, and uh, <laughs> um, but with that being said, very good trailer, right? I would say that's a really good trailer, mm -hmm. um, at least the one that I saw. Same. And then you find out when you're watching the movie, as you're watching the movie, oh my god, the trailer spoiled everything. Yeah, I know exactly what's gonna happen. There's only in this one movie. moment that I didn't get from the trailer, and that was the Ram Man, yeah. and I was genuinely shocked by that. Yeah, I was mouth dropped in the theater, which we'll talk well, about. Well, because because the trailer, the trailer indicates there is a sort of monster thing, and you could tell by the trailer, ooh, somebody's probably gonna die, and that looks like a guy's hand. And so once Peter exits the movie, then you think, okay, it's probably Ingvar. Okay, and then he's gonna lose Ada somehow. Somehow, okay, uh, and then but then you also in the trailer, you know, you're able to figure out pretty easily. This is a lamb. Half lamb, half human. Oh, it's clear as day. And so when you have the entire first act be about, oh, that's weird. They're taking care of this lamb. Why are they taking care of this lamb? That seems very peculiar. Why wouldn't they just leave the lamb? But in we're the already fully aware because we saw the fucking trailer that yeah. it's half baby. Yeah. We're like, okay, get to the. I already know. I already know. And so there's supposed to be a reveal. Yeah. 
of that. And the reveal was completely neutered by the fact that it was shown in the, in the trailer. trailer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was shown in the trailer. Now, this is it, it's it's a very thin line to walk. Yeah. The best example that I can think of of the sort of expectation versus reality that worked out really, really well, but didn't work out monetarily well, funnily enough, is a video game uh-huh. <laughs> called, and it's, it's kind of, a, it's such a bad name for a video game, Spec Ops The Line. The most generic name you could have thought. Yeah, I could have thought. I'm getting nothing. And it was sort of advertised as a pretty generic sort of shooter, right? Yeah. And then what actually came of it from the story was that it asked very serious questions about like war crimes and like what is war oh, and cool. then like um actually the um the main character is like having these visions throughout the thing and actually like um uh, uses white ph- phosphorus and kills a bunch of civilians like halfway through but he tells himself that it's not real like it's like it's like a sort of psyche things of like like what goes on for like some of these people uh in war and so like the storytelling was done really well and it juxtaposed really well against the trailers and the advertisings for it to be pretty generic in terms of its storytelling when you have a movie like this that it gives all the spoilers from the front end and then once it but it got us to the theater right yeah and so in in part it was a success right um because nobody bought Spike Ops the line, everybody was like, "Oh, the story's good. Okay, I'll watch it on YouTube." Uh, yeah. But 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 with this, it got us to the theater for Lamb. It got us to the theater, and then we're like, "Oh, shit! I already watched the whole movie in like a minute and a half." Right. Well, also for the, the funny thing is, is that the trailer was there were certain parts of the trailer that were unclear. Uh, okay, really honestly, the whole trailer could have been saved by them taking out one shot, and that was. It could have been, from the trailer, all the things they showed us, it could have been that they were just taking care of this lamb. Yeah. It was just like a lamb, an actual lamb. I right? hit my mic. I'm so sorry. That's a fine. Oh, come on, man. We need to start actually penalizing that because we both do it so much that that needs to be a bit. Um, the, uh, they start to, they really only show them taking care of the lamb, right? So if they showed the couple taking care of the lamb and the mother of the lamb clearly being pissed, like, and that being a thing, and keeping the eerie nature of the cinematography, that's all you really need to show, to show that it's going to be a psychological thriller about this couple that raises the lamb. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And I'm, but and the I'm one kind... shot that fucks us yeah, is sorry. the one shot of, like, the, the back shot of the lamb head on the, on the human, like, standing child body holding the hand of the, of yeah, the father. Yeah, it, it fucks the entire thing. That one shot is, like... Yeah. I'm sorry, what'd you just say? And I'm okay, like, I'm also, like, I'm okay with, you know, the trailer showing off that there's a monster involved. There's something spooky and scary involved with this. Yeah. Totally fine with that. But if your trailer ruins the entire first act, ruin, I mean, ruins, because there's a reveal at the end of the first act. If it ruins the entire first act, sizzle serve. This movie, honestly, I mean, partially because of the trailer, this movie would have been better if the entire first act was cut. Agreed. If, if that, we just started there, yeah. If we just started at the beginning of the second act, and then what happens is sort of Pietro becomes a, a, like a protagonist of sorts, yeah. and is actually our entryway into this world, the movie is infinitely more interesting because we're kind of seeing it through Pietro's like, sort of like fractured lens yeah. in a way, but like he's able to be human enough to be like, this is fucking weird. Um, the, the other big stuff is like uh, my, there were so many weird things in terms of like, I, I, whenever I saw the trailer, I thought it was going to be a different story than it was. I, I thought there was going to be a story. I mean, I thought that uh, the story that I made up in my head, I think was actually more interesting than what I ended up seeing, which Ooh. is, I thought that the lamb wasn't actually half lamb, half human, but that's just how the parents saw it. And so whenever Pieter shows up, it's not it's not a matter of like, what the fuck is going on? Like, are we not going to talk about the fact that this is half lamb, half baby? Yeah. I thought that the lamb was actually a lamb, but they were just treating it like a baby to, to like they were going crazy. And that's- so Pieter was like, you know it's a lamb, right? 
But he's not looking at like a, a lamb standing on two feet. He's looking at a lamb that's actually on all fours, like an, just a regular ass lamb. Yeah. And so then the question is like, why this lamb? And so then it it, it becomes more psychological in that way. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and, and and that would be a lot easier because then the story can be about the couple and it doesn't bother me because there's not a million fucking unanswered questions by having a half human, half lamb baby there the whole yeah. time. Once again. More than willing to suspend the disbelief, the fact that there is a half lamb, yeah. half human baby. I don't Let's just g- talk I don't, about it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm not, I'm not having trouble buying it, or else I wouldn't have come seen the movie. Exactly. It's just a matter of there's there's a conversation that's being skipped. Another thing is, I'm okay. Like I know that I'm gonna real. I'm gonna go back to a point that I made earlier, which okay. is. Whenever you're talking about, okay, we can't have the lamb child as the protagonist. We can't be following that character. Yeah. I kind of beg to fucking differ because I mean, I didn't actually, say that, but you're misquoting me. That's no, 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 no that's, that's, me, that's me. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, I was assuming that they had that conversation in the production room. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, but the Maybe, actuality yeah. is, I think that, that the lamb child actually could have been a really interesting character to have made a larger one they really tried their hardest i think it might have been a budget thing that they didn't want to show the lamb all that much like the face of the lamb but i gotta say the moments where you actually are tracking the lamb's experience and not even just the child but even the fucking like the mom lamb like the the real life lamb they that they filmed yeah all those scenes were infinitely more interesting to me than any of the scenes that were happening with the humans yeah i agree because I could track the experience without getting a single word. You know, like, um, whenever the, uh, okay, the three most interesting moments in the entire thing for me. Hit it. Top three without a shadow of a fucking doubt. And, and you can come after me for this. Like, I really thought about this. First one is whenever the baby lamb child thing looks at itself in the mirror. That moment... Chef's kiss. Yes. Beautiful. I'm with you. Um, the moment when the baby lamb is over her human dad that just got shot. And you, you see on the lamb's face it having to struggle between, like, it having a human emotional experience. Yeah. And it knowing that, like, it's not going to anymore now. But, like, in that moment, that was the most human that that, that, that animal baby thing ever looked. And that was amazing. Yes. Um, that that happened. Uh, and then the last one for me was whenever uh, the mom, the human mom has a showdown with the lamb mom. And the lamb mom is like screaming at the window and the, and the human mom starts yelling at it and then ends up shooting it. So you're saying when there's conflict in the film, it gets interesting. But only with the fucking animals. Only the animals. It's the animals that were interesting. And I wish that they would have leaned into that more. Let's go to break. The funniest part about all of our discussions, the acting is also really good. It is. It really, the acting really is. acting is just genuinely good, genuinely solid. Uh-huh. The script is just abysmal. Yeah. Because... Well, on a scene-to-scene basis, it's not that bad. It's just overall, overall, the arc of the story yeah. is garbage. I mean, how, how many times have we had this fucking conversation with A24 films? Like... So well, how many A24 films have we seen? Because we've seen, hold on. So there was the Florida Project. That which, was A24, correct? We, that, that was our main critique with, with, with Florida Project. There was an overlying that, arc to the story, which, listen, I was more okay with that one. I don't know if that's because of my Floridian sensibilities, but I was more okay with that one because I felt like there was actual character that was happening throughout the film. There was actual character. I'll give you that. But at the same time, there was not really a beginning, middle, end. It, it did not follow any conventional storytelling structure whatsoever. Yeah. And th- I think that was part of the experiment. Like, that was that, – that seems to be not, like, the – but, like, a defining feature of yeah. A24 films. And, like, is just challenging the idea structure. of, like, yeah, what is storytelling? What are right. movies? Yeah. Right. I, and I'm generally, like, on a just sort of general basis, I'm cool with that. I'm okay with the experiment. It's but but it is really difficult to follow sometimes because it's an experiment because it's such a new way of thinking about movies. There's not really a good way to do it yet. Yeah. There's there's only the experiment, right? Yeah. So this one absolutely 
Uh, I, I can go out on a limb and go ahead and say last man, the last black man in San Francisco. I, I would say the exact same about, um, I was, uh, Jojo Rabbit was, was I, oh, that's right. Um, Our episode zero that was never released. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Oh, I've seen yeah. eighth grade. Oh, wow. Okay. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to, I need grade. your filibuster a little bit for me. I need to look into this. Oh, yes, yeah, sir. Um, actually, uh, jumping off of your, uh, comment on the, jumping off your comment on the actors. Um, I actually have with me a an article that I found on the lamb uh not the lamb lamb that is absolutely maddening uh and yes. I would really like to talk about what the contents of the article um because it talks about how just like we just talked about how good the actors are and how trash and truly truly frustrating it must have been to work with this director our boy Joe. Go ahead. Before we get into Mr. Johansson, uh, Tusk. Is A24? It's distributed. You're kidding. A24. You are joking. Wow. So we've seen more A24 movies than we think. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to keep looking into it. But yeah, oh, in, I've seen which... Ex Machina. I've seen Lady Bird. Like, I mean, they're definitely Lady Bird's an movies. excellent example of a movie that has very little story arc. But has very vivid character. Yeah, and although I haven't seen it yet, like Moonlight, for example. I mean, Moonlight's there are another great of, example like, of great unclear films. story with great characters and great moments. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but like Martin yeah, Scorsese he, would have been a A twenty one director. If A twenty one, A twenty four. My bad, sorry. That's Forever twenty one. It is a fine. Um, he would have been a twenty four director if that was a thing. Whenever he was making movies, I uh, mean, maybe originally. that's is it Sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's pretty clear. Like. Martin Scorsese is a guy that cares very little about story and cares much more about moments. He he's, he said that a million times. He's like, I right, direct but, movies for moments, not yeah. for story. But I feel like the difference. I mean, let's just. I've 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 not seen a lot of Scorsese films. I think I've uh -huh. only seen two. Um, the difference between Scorsese, from what I've seen, and Lamb. Is that like the characters though are really really strong and the moments are really really strong and the moments are connected through the characters and so that's where you get the story right? There's not a very you know strict cohesive story in like the Wolf of Wall Street for example. True. And kind of in the Departed as uh -huh, well, uh -huh. right? But the characters are so strong and the moments are so strong and what that allows is that because the characters are so strong and the moments are strong that everything sort of tracks for those characters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In terms of their like emotional, yeah. um, the, the story is less journey. about one, two, three yeah. beginning, middle end. And it's more yeah. about, well, they, this thing happened to this character. So then they did this. Yes. And then this happened. So they did this. And then this yeah. happened. So they did this. And, and you're okay with going as long as, but the problem with that, style of movie telling storytelling that, that that style of movie making yeah is that those end up after being like the pretty first, long also right that's that's it <laughs> Scorsese. even if they're only like an they could be an hour 15 minutes they could be yeah. tiny movies yeah, like yeah. the green knight the green knight wasn't that long yeah i think it's like hour 45 or something but that 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 type of movie after the first three or four moments that that happens that you're like oh and then this happens and then they go on this journey you're like, is this going to end? Like, is this is exhausting because I'm not, there's not a question that I need answered by the end. You know what I mean? Like most of the time, it, the, the thing that makes beginning, middle, end movies is that at the beginning you are issued a question and you get the answer to that question at the very last moment of the movie or near the end of the movie. And that's, that's the ending, right? Sure. Whereas here, there was never really a question that was put, you weren't like, Double I lamb am- now? Huh? Talking about Lamb? Yes. No? Okay. I am not really sure at the be at any point in Lamb what I'm waiting for. Yeah, bro. This was the longest 100 minutes of my life. Right. Where it's like, I I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know how to say it better than I don't know what I'm waiting for. Am I waiting for them to not be her parent anymore? Am I waiting for Peter to mess something up? Because like, I don't what know. I was, because what I was waiting for was moments in the trailer. That's what I was waiting yeah. for. I was not waiting for like what's going to happen in this film. I was not waiting for. I really any wish. Of that. I really wish one of us. I I I wish I would have thought of this before. 
I really wish one of us saw it without seeing the trailer because yeah. I'm sure that was a different. I don't know if that would have been better or worse, to be honest. I think we would have thought of the movie more highly. Easily. I hope. Well, yeah, but also we would have been, we would have gotten tired really fast. Yeah. You know, but yeah. like, but it, but Mac, it's the thing where the trailer ruined the first act of the film. Yeah. 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 Ruined. Um, here's ruined. a question for you. Uh, so this is supposed to. Whoops. That's a fine. Oh, big fine. Okay, we go. Well, okay, we'll we'll, we'll have to talk something. about this. Yeah. yeah, off off microphone. But I, I have a few ideas. Because I think I think we can make this fun. Um, yeah. The uh, what was I gonna say? Sorry. So okay. So Jesus Christ, this really got me off. Woof. That's the, bad. This movie is a psychological thriller sure. slash suspense movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, some people call it a horror movie, but the director calls it a movie of suspense. Uh, yeah, I would not call this a horror movie. I, you, it's like fear of the unknown, I guess. But That's yeah. what I'm about to say. Was there ever a moment where you were... I won't even say afraid. I'm just going to say, was there ever a moment where you were viscerally feeling something? Okay. B- bold assumption uh, to think that I was even interested at any point that could have uh, elicited that emotion. There were a few moments but, for me. But let's let's assume let's assume that I was interested. Um, that the movie didn't lose me in the entire first act. Mm, um, I mean, true. And just couldn't save me after that, except for like scenes with Peter. Uh, elicited an emotional reaction from some sort of horror. Uh, probably just the very end. I guess where like Ingvar is just like having the bullet wound right there and is looking at this creature. Like, I think it's that sort of like unknown for him experiencing as a character, like what the hell is happening right now? And I'm about to die and I don't know what to do. And I'm about to lose my life in more ways than one right now. I think that's the only time where I had the like sort of like visceral reaction of like something is being lost and that is terrifying Mm. um i wouldn't say looking at the ram man particularly scared me yeah in any way it was also like maybe there was i I think there was a little bit of build-up but i don't did not feel like there was any sort of build-up to the very end of this film all like the maria and ingvar just like sort of separated um physically not in the sort of emotional sense um and so then they're they're kind of playing, you know, sort of like a farcical sort of thing where like, oh, you're not in this room. I leave. And then the other person comes in. Oh, you're not in this room. And then they leave, you know, so yeah. it's like the switcheroo sort of thing. Um, It just felt like that. So like it felt very human in that sense, but it didn't feel like there was a sort of build up in the storytelling sense of, oh, shit. OK, Ingvar is dead and the Ram man has a gun. I couldn't I couldn't even track where the gun like. So where he got the gun, either. I guess it was Chekhovian that we know there's a gun, but whatever. Uh, So, sorry. I mean, <laughs> no. all of that to say, just that right. was hell of a tangent. No, I just good, went on. You should have cut me off. There was a train. No, I'm, I'm with you. But, like, that was I'm actually, that was the most sort of, like, <gasps> reaction that I'm I got I'm actually going to film. say that I, I'm the, that's our first disagreement. Is that I... Finally. I, yeah, I, I disagree with you Because there. we've been agreeing about Too everything. <laughs> um, yeah, and that is not usual. Um... It, for me, it was actually uh, – I was getting mad near the end of the movie. Oh, me too. Because I was thinking to myself, something's about to happen, and I'm not going to care because I don't give a fuck about these people. Yeah. And that made me mad. Yes. And then in the last five minutes of the movie – Okay. All of I don't even know why. I – not like a baby, but yeah. I did – there was a tear that, that fell down my face. Wow. Only in one moment. Wow. And that was whenever, because like he gets this shot. This is a genuine surprise for me. Uh, no, it was just it was a shock for me too, which is why I bring it up. And and I th- and I told this to Shama whenever we were talking about it. Who's Shama? Uh, your girlfriend. My <laughs> friend. Your girlfriend. Um, that we are, I'm watching and the, the bullet hits his neck, like you said. And it's actually the shot that I mentioned earlier whenever uh, the lamb girl is looking at her dad. She does have a name, Ada. Ada. Ada is looking at her dad. <laughs> For those of you who, who are not watching, <laughs> is as if like Mac Mac's eyes rolled, but his entire body rolled. Like it I was went, that. It was that ugh. sort of like whatever. I, I was taken aback by the by the the absolute gall of Daniel the the unmitigated gall. 
Thank you, Stephen A. Uh, and so, yeah, he has a bow in his, his neck, neck and Ada is there. And, and whenever Ada is looking at him, just her face is so human that it kind of freaks me out. And that's whenever I kind of started tearing up. And it's because of this one thing. Mm-hmm. I am a sucker for And this is actually, it has nothing to do with the movie being excellent. It's because I am a sucker for uh, people and characters, but mainly people hmm. that have thoughts and opinions that are unable to express themselves. I'm a sucker for that. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Um, anytime, and this is real. I don't think this is like a weird thing to say, but because it's taken me a long time to come to terms with this. But Are you nervous? <laughs> um, no, I'm just listening. But uh, every single time that I see a kid at school or in public or anything like that with down syndrome, I get emotional. Like I have to stop myself because knowing that there are a couple of studies done a while back on kids with down syndrome that were talking about how um, they f- are fully aware and they can understand complex concepts and they can hear everything that you said. Like there's no actual developmental issue other than communication. So just the idea that someone can fully think but not be able to ever express themselves their entire lives. It's harrowing, yeah. I can't think of a worse reality. And that really brings me down. Like, that hits me at my core. And so the same moment where this very, very, very human Otta Lamb baby thing. More human than her parents. Honestly. Honestly, more human than her parents. Not because of the act. <laughs> because of how bad the characters were. I think you that did. was the worst. Rip. That was the worst. I agree. Holy shit! More human than her parents. That she's having a seriously human experience, but will never. She has no say in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's. I mean, that's a great moment. And that's a fantastic. That really moment. hit me. Just seeing her face, and then she looks up at her. I uh, a biological dad to be yeah. assumed. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And just her face knowing that there's nothing she can do about the fact that her dad just died and she's going to have to go with this stranger. That hit me, like that moment. But again, like I said earlier, that was an interpretational shot. Yeah. That was something that I prescribed the shot, not that the shot actually gave me. And that bothers bothers me. I mean, but like, uh, sure, but I felt like that shot was pretty clear or like clear in terms of yeah. like her emotional experience uh you i think it's I mean, very likely you prescribed you prescribed um but the thing that made her me not feel, being able to emote right the thing that made me feel something was Got something it. that i did in my head not okay there we did. go there we go yeah because i do want to commend that shot for like that's a great storytelling moment it's a great for shot that, for that uh lack of character absolutely <laughs> oh no I you mean, are being mean it's I'm I'm funny. astounded. I'm astounded when a movie can be a hundred minutes and feel like a lifetime. Yes. And I'm also astounded when a great movie can be like three hours and it feels like two seconds. Yes. You know? True. Um This should be a fine in of itself. Okay. Back to the article I mentioned maybe 10 minutes ago. You at least mentioned it and it came back to it. Uh, there have been times in previous where episodes where, I, I mean. I'm, I'm not sure it's mostly me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also me too. But, but, but we, we mentioned we, something. We kind of like dip our toes into something and then we run away and then we jump into another pool. Right. Um, this article. This article is, uh, it's about, it's it's from Inverse. Yeah. It, it's from Inverse. It's, uh. It's about the director of Lamb, um, and it talks to it, – it's about an interview with a director as well as interviews with the actors, yeah. right? We lost the camera feed. We what happened? Talk, talking I, through it. I'm, I have no idea. I genuinely have no idea, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep talking through it here. All right. Um, for, for our audio listeners. Yeah, for our audio listeners. I oh. guess they're going to get a fun hopefully, stick Hopefully figure. more stick figures. I know, really. <laughs> So the director and yeah. the actors, it's an interview with them, right? Joey. And, and it talks about, uh, yeah, our guy Joe. And it talks about the uh, people that were interviewing them post the premiere of the movie and mm-hmm. talking about what their... That's when the tea, oh, that's when the tea is finished steeping and that's when you sip it. Ooh. Yeah. Go so ahead. they're at a Q&A okay. and someone's asking them about the ending of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And the response from our guy Joe 
is the most frustrating response I can possibly think of um, to a to a question. Okay. Especially from an artist's perspective. And it just grinds my gears. I'm really upset about it. And what's it that is quote? this. Um, Are you quoting right now? No, the, the question is something along the lines of what what was the ending of the movie? Okay. Um, <clears throat> what was your take on it? What do you think the movie was about? What do you think it symbolized? Why did it have to end that way? Uh-huh. And our guy Joe said, and this is a direct quote, it can stand for so many things. Even I've changed my mind after watching the film so often. But it can stand for nature. It can stand for so many things. I feel everybody has to take their own understanding of it. I fucking hate that. What a great non-answer. That I reminds know. me of like NFL coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. They, but they have a reason for it because they don't want to tell people what they're actually thinking. They don't yeah. want to tell the opposition what their yeah. plays are. They don't want to tell them about their strategy. They don't want, and that makes sense to me. Yeah. But an artist, I understand if an artist says, that's up to you. Yeah. But in this, he says himself, I don't know. That that fucking pisses me off. That does, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, if you don't know what your movie's about... Then why should we right. bother? And this is maybe the funniest part of the article to me, which is it goes on to talk about how they also were talking to Numi Rapaz, the actor who plays Maria, yeah. who, as we can agree, did a pretty damn good job. I would say so, yeah. Um, And whenever they asked her the exact same question, she had an extremely in-depth answer explaining what she thought the ending meant as well as what the ending meant in terms of the character of Maria, what that moment was for her. And it just becomes so vividly clear that Lumi Rapaz did such a good job. Yeah, She did everything that an actor could possibly do to make yeah. this a good performance. And the director didn't. Or, sorry. Mm, yeah, the director. The director did not. Yeah. And that is, that's mind-boggling. She talks about how, and it's actually really cool. She talks about how um, the direct quote is, uh, when we meet her, this is uh, Numi Rapaz talking about Maria. Mm. When we meet Maria, she's not living. She's surviving. Um, when Ada is born, it becomes a gift, like oxygen for her body and soul. Yeah. She knows Ada will only be there for as long as she needs. She somehow always knew the Ram Man was there and that Ada will be taken away from her. Okay, that was not clear. I, no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I was Clearly, like, okay, I was like, this everything was tracking, that, and then you said Ram Man. I'm like, that, but, the, but whenever I read this first time, the more I thought about, it, the more I was like, it makes total sense to me that Numi Rapaz had that in her mind the whole performance, but that was not what the director wanted. That's not the story that the director wanted to tell. Yeah. Um, because whenever I think about the moments that she had. Okay, that does make sense. Because you said that, like, she always knew the Ram Man sort of thing. And so, like, that actually makes the first scene when they help give birth to Ada, that makes that, it's sort of like, in, to me, like, a first scene, like, a little bit clearer of, like, we have to take advantage of this opportunity now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. But the th- problem is, is that even though she has made that decision, the director did not. Yeah, the director clearly did not make the the director um, and uh, uh, who also uh, in part wrote the script did not. Right, right. Um, wow, holy shit! And so she goes on to say, uh, she talks about her grandmother and how her grandmother, uh, uh, not 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 Maria's, but Numi talks about how the act the actress her grandmother uh, told her lots of folk tales about how because yeah. she grew up on an, on an Icelandic farm, Numi reposted, which is why she was That's good cool. part. Yeah. yeah. And her grandmother would always talk about how, like, there's, like, a balance in nature and, like, don't mess with the fairies because, like, what's theirs is theirs and what's ours is ours and all this stuff, right? And so she goes on to say, Maria takes something that is not hers because she needs to heal. She doesn't see him. She doesn't see the, the ram man, but she knows. That's why in the end, her pain is released. The pain of being in a stale relationship with a person she does not love. Her pain of having lost her child and living in the pain of her child being being lost. Her pain is released. She's breathing again. She's alive. It's the beginning of a new chapter. It's extremely painful, but she is there in that moment. I'm once again, I'm thinking about her acting performance 
And I'm like, that tracks the entire time. That's what I'm saying. And it does not track directorially not at or, all. or textually. So if this – and this is why wow. – and this is where my this sizzle is serve. astounding. This is where my sizzle serve comes into play. Okay. Because, as you know, mm. what is the difference between theater and film in terms of the mediums? It, the, the, the film world is an actor-to-director medium. Mm-hmm. And the theater world is an actor to writer medium. Mm-hmm. Oh, could, could you explain that? Of course. Um, Just the, Yeah, of course, of course, of course. That films, in films, the most important relationship, the most important line of dialogue is what happens between, or the relationship that is had between the directorial choices of that film, mm-hmm. cinemat- cinema- cinematography or uh, the, the editing or whatever yeah. of that film. And the actor's performance. The, whereas, the storytelling through how it's shot and done. Right. Whereas in theater, the most important line of dialogue, the most important communication is between the actor and the script. Because what you're watching at the end of the day, although plenty of directorial decisions are made in theater, and although plenty of writer decisions are made in film, clearly, the, that dialogue is the most important. That, that is what gives the, yeah. the, the life to the... Yeah, the director yeah. helps give life to the script, yeah. Right, right, right. That, like, in film, the writer is there to help the director talk to the actor, whereas in theater, the director is there to help the actor understand the script. Yeah. Um, I think that this would have been... This is my sizzle serve. Okay. I think this would have been an infinitely better play because it should have been... After I heard that explanation from the actress, I want to see Numi Rapace perform, not the director jerk off cinematography. I'm with you. You know what I mean? I'm with you, and I think just sort of like those characters going through those experiences silently does not work as well on film as it just generally does in person, right? Yeah. Because when when you're in like a fit like a, a theater in the sense of like where, where plays are done and when there is like a silence in there it's yeah. very different than a silence in a movie theater yeah. right and like the the silence in a movie theater is super duper rare where you can hear a pin drop mm. right super rare yeah but and so then in in sort of where theatrical plays are done it's a lot more common but it's a lot more sort of effective and like it's used more often because it's much more potent you know as opposed to silence on film and so when you do when you're working with that silence and what you are hearing is like the breath i also want to give credit to the sound designer in this movie yeah as well the sound design in this film is terrific i did not look up the sound designer forgive me um but i do think the sound design in this movie is effective because of the lack of dialogue which there should have been dialogue i'm still criticizing the movie for that but them working through silence works a lot better on stage because you're also watching the actors the entire time. Yeah. You're not looking at landscapes or their backs for the most part or anything like that. You're watching the actors go through a process. I I much rather watch a version of this if the script remains the same where I'm actively watching the actors entire the entire time going through process yeah. as opposed to continually not seeing them. Yeah. Continually it being just something else like the director wants to say or something like that. Like I yeah. want I just I I guess like I just want to see character. I want to see yeah. character and I didn't get that through the there movie. There was there was such and I think what aggravates us so much is that there was such opportunity. There was such opportunity to make to to make something that really was a beautiful character driven drama and it just wasn't. It wasn't yeah. at all. And, and yeah. yeah, that and that that was sad and frustrating. But um before we get your uh pick for next week, I would love to uh, detail to you my experience in the theater. Oh, Yes, please go ahead. Because it was really funny. Please go ahead. So I was, I went to a movie theater in Garland. Um, I don't know if you know, I don't think you know what that is. Uh, Garland, it, Texas? I mean, I know of Garland, but like yeah. my geography of the DFW Metroplex is so So I deep. think I'm not out of line when I say it is uh, really very commonly known as um, not the nicest place in the world. Okay. If you know what I mean. And sure. uh, to the point where it would be a little 
intimidating at night. I didn't think much of that because I, I don't really care, and, I, and I've and I've grown up in the area. So I go to the movie theater in Garland at uh, on Monday night at seven thirty p.m. like a dummy, and I went because that was just the best time for me to go. I go and there is it's a two dollar ticket because it's because it's Monday family night, so the families are coming out to pay two bucks a ticket. I go into Lamb, which uh, I can go ahead and tell you right now. Spoiler alert: This is not a family movie. So I, <laughs> so I was there. Nearly alone. It's about a family. I know. I really. Um, I walk in the theater. I'm like, oh, thank fuck, I'm alone. I turn directly to my right and say, oh, because there is one man in the entire theater, and he is alone at the very back, by himself in the corner, and creepy, super creepy. He has a baseball cap on that is like covering his eyes, and so I'm like, that's super fucking sketchy, right? I go and sit down in the theater. Yeah. Um. And I'm kind of freaked out, but I, I've made plenty of space between me and this guy, right? I walk in as the A24 logo comes on. So I like just make it. I'm watching it. We're, we're like five-ish minutes into the movie. Like plenty of time has passed. I'm not thinking about this guy anymore. But then I hear this noise. Like it's kind of like creaking noise. Like not in the movie, but like in the theater. And I'm like, what? And so I, and so I look back. Like I kind of like glance back. And this man has moved from the corner of the theater to directly behind me. Is that not terrifying? And I got so freaked out and paranoid that I, my, the jacket that I had on had a collar on it. And I popped the collar because what I was thinking was if this guy was to try and slice my throat from behind, he would have a harder time if my collar was up. <laughs> That's how scared I was, right? I'm sitting there and this guy is right behind me and I'm like, fuck, oh, fuck, it's about to go down, it's about to go down, right? Um, a couple minutes pass, I'm hyperventilating, right? Um, and I very briefly glance over my shoulder. <laughs> I wish it would have been like a weird movie, right? <laughs> I know, just struck up conversation. Yeah, just, you know, break the ice. People are way less likely to kill if they feel a personal connection. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I look over my shoulder again after a couple more minutes have passed, and he's not there anymore. So I saw him behind me. A couple more minutes passed. He is now not behind me anymore. Which is genuinely the only thing that's more scary than him being behind me. Because where the fuck is he, Danny? Where the fuck is he? And I... I'm not joking. I'm not joking at all when I say... Because I was the only one in the theater. I look back. He wasn't behind me. I out loud said the words, Oh, hell no. And I stand up and... There was like a good couple minutes of the movie that I didn't get because I spent a couple minutes looking through every single aisle of the movie theater to make sure that he wasn't there anymore. Because I was like, he's about to pop out and get me. Like that I was I was so terrified, man. I was so scared. And then I sit down and watch the rest of the movie. But the funniest part was is that you know where I sat to watch the rest of the movie? In the back where he was. Because that's the, honestly the smartest and safest place to sit. Because there's no one that can sit behind me because I'm in the back. There's no one that can sit like t- to my side because I'm like up in the corner. Like I'm, I'm, I'm at the advantage. You know what I mean? Anyways. So uh, the student that was becomes the, the teacher. Truly. <laughs> I was, that's good, man. I was uh, so the suspense of the movie. I would say was at a ten, but it was purely because of my movie watching yeah. experience. No, it sounds like your story was more interesting than the movie itself. Uh, truly, truly, truly. Which is why, honestly, I might have only gotten attached to the last five minutes because that that was the only few minutes of the film that I wasn't actively panicked. <laughs> it was weird, man, and I couldn't find the guy. There was only like a couple theater people at the entire theater, and I and I never saw the guy again. He might be with me right now in my car. I don't know. Mediocre film. Yeah. Uh, don't just don't bother. Yeah. Honestly, just really just don't bother. If you want to see Numi Numi Rapaz do a great performance, sure. Yeah. But like, there's got to be something else that she's great in. And there there are so many. There are so many good A twenty four movies. There are so many good movies that where you can learn about cinematography. There are so many movies that represent silence in a better way. That like I don't really know what you could get from this movie that you don't get somewhere else. You know what I mean? 
So just hit us up if you want a recommendation on something specific, but uh, th- this this one's not it. Um, so it's, it's a long hundred minutes, which is a yeah. weird sentence. It, no, it's true. It's it's a lengthy one hundred minutes, and uh, there's maybe okay. Here's one: if you want to watch an Icelandic film, I'm sure it's one of the better ones. Yeah, it must be. It's highest grossing. Highest so. grossing must must be reputable in some way. That's yeah. the best I can give it. Um, Daniel Bell. What are we viewing next week? Oh, we're going to close another loop. So, for example, like last time. Um, oh, are we, we going to? What happened? Are well, we going to watch another? Well, don't, don't cut oh, me ahead, off. Sorry. Jesus sorry. Christ. I mean, ridiculous. And then I should have also not responded to you. That was my fault, too. But, for example, you know, we watch Red Cliff to sort of close the loop on, like, stories that revolve around the Three Kingdoms. And so, like. Now, I'm just kind of interested in, like, sequels and stuff to things that have already been made. And so then, well, why don't we close the loop on the University of Miami? Oh, part two? There is uh, the U <laughs> part two, also done oh, by uh, Billy Corbin. That was a fun episode. I'm down. Uh, so, I mean, well, <laughs> I hope you would be. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think that'd be fun. Uh, so, I mean, just to close the loop and see. And, and I think it'll be interesting to sort of look at... um juxtaposing the two documentaries see you know what's done better and and just like the overall storytelling of it and it's another espn 30 for 30 and for the most part you can't really go too wrong with those so uh no. i don't know i just kind of want to see where that one takes us because i haven't seen that one and like i said i just want to see where that takes us sorry there's no two minute warning uh yeah yeah i mean that's what happens whenever the uh the camera just dies off. yeah then we don't even have to have a timer anymore honestly we don't even have to end let's just fuck around for a while no.